Man, such a great presence, man. Hallelujah. I'm going to start a new series this morning. I think. <laughs> Hallelujah. Man. Hallelujah. Man. So good to have Joey and Kristen with us. Amen. Joey's going to be ministering to our youth tonight. Amen. So excited about that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know, there's two, two scriptures that about a month or so ago, the Lord said, uh, there's two scriptures I want to give you that's defining the current state of humanity. And he, and he said this, he said, it says one came from the Apostle Paul and one was where Apostle Paul encouraged us. He said, don't be tossed to and fro by every sort of doctrine. You could say idea, you could say opinion. Don't be tossed to and fro by every different idea, opinion, circumstance. The next scripture he told me is found in James chapter one where it says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Doesn't say some, it says all. And he said these two scriptures define, he spoke to me some other things, but this is specific. He said this defines where humanity is right now. They're being tossed to and fro because of so many voices. And they're double-minded, they're, and they're unstable because they're double-minded in all their ways. They have a heart for morality, but they don't know what morality is. That's double-mindedness. And so with that, it's this, the world is being tossed to and fro. And even in myself, I recognize this frustration that was settling in my heart because of everything that's happening and everything that we see, things, you know, it's up one day, it's down the next. Things that were rare occurrences now all of a sudden seem to be the norm. And so this frustration set in and the Lord reminded me, he said, Justin, you're not of this world. Amen, amen. You're in this world, but you're not of this world. So you can't allow anything that's ever going on in the natural to bring you to a place of frustration. Amen. You can't allow what you're seeing and the things that are happening, you can't allow to dictate your actions. That's right. And so many people in our world today are allowing what's happening in the world because most things that are happening in the world are fueled by media, not fueled by truth. There's all sorts of things with uh, who you're going to vote for. There can be a, this, this pressure, so to speak, as a minister. Well, who are you voting for? And what's this? And, and try to get you to make a decision. Try to get you to cast blame. Come on. Well, I can say this. There's a difference between character flaws and moral failure. Yeah. Yeah. There is a difference between character flaws and moral failure. There's a difference. But he said, don't get your eyes focused on what's going on. You, you, you do your responsibility as a citizen. You do your responsibility and, and vote. But he said, don't allow frustration to set in because what you're doing then is, is, is really making yourself susceptible to what Romans chapter 12 says. It says, don't be conformed to this world. Right. One of the translations that says, don't allow the world to fit you into its mold. Meaning, don't allow what you're seeing to shape your identity. So as the church, we need to be different. 
Amen. We need to be different. We need to have a different voice. We need to have a voice of love, a voice of peace, a voice of faith. Not a voice just that gets along with any, every other voice, but a voice that says, no, I, I'm different. I'm different. You know, with everything that's going on around us, I, I was reminded of, of some different things throughout the Bible. I was reminded of, of, of the children of Israel when they were in bondage to the Egyptians. And it said when there was darkness in Egypt, it said there was light in Goshen. Meaning that when the plagues and the things that were happening in the world were coming on, the, the, that's what Egypt represents is the world system. And it says when those things were happening, it said there was still light in Goshen, meaning where, where the Israelites were kept in bondage, there was still light there. Meaning the plagues and things that were happening in the earth didn't affect them. I'm also reminded of in Jeremiah 29, and you, you know my, my scripture, I probably use it every, I, I throw it in there somehow, you know, for I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts of plans of peace and not evil to give you hope and your final outcome. I, I love that scripture. Think of, for I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. The word thoughts is where we get our word machine from. And it means, it means something that has the ability to accomplish a task or a purpose. When we, someone invents something, what? To create, because it has a purpose to, to help something or aid something. So when God says, I know the thoughts, he's saying, I know who you are, I know what you are, and I know what I've created you to be. I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts of plans of peace and not evil to give you hope in your final outcome. But why did God say that to the children of Israel? Because they were, they were now in bondage to the Babylonians. It said actually God carried them away captive. I don't have time to go in and tell you why, but it does have to do, he carried them away, he carried them away to protect them, not to harm them. Amen. If you research history there, there was a plague that was going on where they were at. So God was actually taking them out of there and put them in bondage to the Babylonians so they'd be protected. And, and all the prophets were saying, you know what, you're gonna, this is gonna be like you forever. You're gonna be in bondage forever to the Babylonians. You're gonna do this, but God said, don't worry about it. He said, he goes, I want you to marry. I want you to have children. I want you to multiply. And you're gonna seek peace and the welfare of this city. And he said, you're not even gonna be diminished. Amen. Meaning, yeah, you're in bondage, but you know what? It's not even gonna affect you. Yeah, you're in the world system, but you know what? It's not gonna affect you. What might be happening in the Babylonian system is not gonna affect you. You're not even gonna be diminished. And he said, don't listen to your dreams or your prophet's dreams. He said, why? Because I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you. Amen. Don't listen to what the prophets are saying because they're not speaking my voice. Come on, That's right. He said, I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you. I know your purpose. And also, he says, your final outcome. Come on. You know, Jesus, you know what, is the author, the originator of our faith. He's the author and he's the finisher of our faith. Amen? You know, one downfall of humanity is we oftentimes are great starters but horrible finishers. You ever that project at home, you know, you start but do you finish it? You know, that, that, that spirit of procrastination might come on you. See, as human nature, we, 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 we are great starters but are we great finishers? But Jesus, he's not just the, the starter of our faith, but he's also the finisher of our faith. Philippians 1 says, says that he that began a good work in you. 
He that began a good work. It's not, he didn't just begin something in you. He wants to finish something in you. He just didn't start something with the body of Christ. He wants to finish something with the body of Christ. 2,000 years ago, when the Holy Spirit was poured out and the church became the church, it wasn't just to start the church, but it was to carry the church to its fulfillment. Amen. So when we, when we think of, I know the thoughts, that's like, that's like point A. That's, that's where we begin. But also he says, I have thoughts and plans for you. But he also talks about having peace and hope and your final outcome, meaning there's a final outcome. So you, you, raise your hand if you've got a purpose in your life. Hallelujah. Say that, I have a purpose. I have a purpose. But also once you to know you have a final outcome. Amen. Amen. It's not just to start that purpose, but it's to finish that purpose. Yeah. As a church, we're not just supposed to start God's purpose for, for us, but we're supposed to finish the purpose that he has for Heritage of Faith. So we're on this journey. We're on this journey to final outcome. Yeah. That, that's, that's where we are. But you know what? On this journey is where life happens. When, you're on, when, you, when you start at point A to, to your final outcome, that's where life happens. Sometimes I say, that's, that's where hell can happen sometimes. I think Terry used to say it like this. That's where hail storms happen. You can spell it H-A-A-I-L or H-E-L-L. You know, that, but that's where things happen. So we all have a purpose and we're all on this journey somewhere to call it final outcome. And if you're not on the journey yet, I, I want to tell you, get started. Get started on your journey. See, and it's what you happen, what you do between point A and point B determines whether you ever see the fulfillment of point B. Amen. It's not just starting point A, but it's getting to point B. I don't know about you, but I want, I want myself, my family, and every single one of you to get to your final outcome. There's even the things that happen with Dr. Savell. You, you can't give up and quit when something negative happens. The thing is, what's going to happen? What, I need, what do I need to do to get to my final outcome? You have your Bible. Let's turn to Acts chapter 11. In this scripture, about six weeks ago, went off on the inside of me. And I... I one morning I went out and I was, I was running and I was listening to preaching or worship. And all of a sudden as I got into running, and I was probably about 10 minutes into running and, and all of a sudden as I'm running, the Holy Spirit starts speaking to me. But it was only like one word. <laughs> Just one word. And he kept saying, staying. Staying. I'm running, staying, staying. All of a sudden, went silent for a little bit, still running, and all of a sudden, staying. I mean, I'm just running, just staying. I, I don't know how long it went or how many miles it went, but it had to be under five, but, <laughs> but, but it was somewhere in between there. But <laughs> I'm not Forrest Gump yet, but <laughs> kept running and running and running, but, but I kept hearing the word staying, staying. And, and then as I got closer towards the end of my run, the Lord said, I want you to prepare my people for the times that they're living in. The word prepare or preparing means to make ready. It means to become organized. So these two words, staying, and then he said, I want you to prepare them. 
And so preparing you and making you ready, I don't know how long this series is going to go yet, but he wants me to talk to you about staying. Staying. I mean, you sure you mean you call it stay? He says, no, staying. If you use the word stay, that's, that's simple future. If you use the word staying, that is continuous future. And it's, and it's, a, perp- it's, and it's a personal decision. If, I, if, I, if someone asks me, um, where are you going to stay at? You don't say, I'm stay at Rick's house. You say, I'm staying at Rick's house. So this is a personal decision that you and I have to recognize and realize, where are we choosing to stay? And it all came out of this a scripture found here in Acts chapter 11. And I want to start in verse 19. It says, meanwhile, I'm reading the Amplified, those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose in connection with Stephen had traveled as far as away as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch without delivering the message concerning the attainment through Christ of salvation in the kingdom of God to anyone except Jews. Now, listen to this. This, this happened because of the persecution to the church. So you have to realize what was going on in the world at that time was difficult times. For the Christian, it was difficult times. This all happened because of the persecution that took place. So this wasn't just some some easy time that was going on. This, This was all came about in the midst of difficult times. You could tell me it came it came in the midst of being in bondage, so to speak, to the Romans and running from the religious leaders of the day. Verse 20 says, but they were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who in returning to Antioch spoke to the Greeks also, proclaiming to them the good news of the gospel about the Lord Jesus. And the presence of the Lord was with them with power, so that a great number learned to believe, to adhere to, and trust and rely on the Lord, and turned and surrendered themselves to him. Now listen, the rumors of this came to the ears of the church of the assembly in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. Meaning what's happening is this, after this persecution, everyone got scattered around the world, so to speak, at that, in that area. And all of a sudden, they got word of what was happening in Antioch. There's these miracles happening. People are being delivered. Great things are happening. And so the church of Jerusalem was saying, hey, we want to find out what's going on there. Right. See, it's possible for there to be light in the church when there's darkness in the world. See, that's what we need to focus on. We need to bring the light into the church so it can dispel the darkness that's around the world. We we need to be light in the midst of the world we're in. Amen. Not part of the problem. So verse 23, and this is the scripture. It says, when he arrived, when Barnabas arrived, he saw what grace, favor, God was bestowing upon them. And he was full of joy. Here, Barnabas showed up and he said, wow, man, something amazing is happening here. Something awesome is happening here. I, man, and it said he was full of joy. Then, and he, Barnabas, continuously exhorted, warned, urged, and encouraged them all to cleave unto and remain faithful to 
and devoted to the Lord with resolute, steady purpose of heart. For he was a good man. Barnabas was a good man. For the good and the advantage of other people, full loving, controlled by the Holy Spirit and full of faith. Verse 25, Barnabas went on to Tarsus to hunt for Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him back to Antioch for a whole year. They assembled together with and were guests of the church and instructed a large number of people in Antioch. And the disciples were first called Christians. Christians didn't start, the name Christian didn't even happen until here. 45 years after Jesus had close to probably could be 40 years after Jesus was would come. The church was already started, but here in Antioch is where they were first called Christians. And so we're going to be dealing with this chapter over the next couple of weeks because, because I'm keying on this one phrase in, in verse 23. And Barnabas continuously exhorted them, warned, urged, encouraged them all. He continuously did this. It wasn't just a one-time message. He continuously did this. And as I talked about last week, we need to keep the main thing and the main thing, and the main thing is God, right? He continuously exhorted them, warned them, and encouraged them to cleave unto and remain faithful to and devoted to the Lord. This was priority, continuously. Continuously. To remain faithful to and devoted to the Lord. What is devoted to the Lord? I, this morning, I, as the rest of my time with you, I'm going to talk about staying devoted. Staying devoted. Staying devoted. What does the word devoted mean? It means to set yourself apart because of a vow. The figure, the image that it gives us in the Greek is, is the same way that we would look at an addiction. That you've given yourself over to this particular thing. And that, that could be in any area of your life. And, and when you have an addiction of something, there's something that you, in your, in your mind, in your heart, in your physical body even, that your body is demanding. If you're an alcoholic, it's, it, it gets beyond just because something you like to drink. Now you're drinking because if you don't drink, you feel like you're going to die. It's not just, I, I just like to get drunk. No, no, it's like the, most alcoholics don't want to be alcoholics. They, they just know if they don't take this, if they don't continue this, then they're going to die. They're going to have seizures. They're going to have different things like that because they're, gonna, they're requiring it for their life now. Put up, pull up Psalms chapter 14. I'm going to look at this word devoted. I want you to see it this way. Psalms 14, verse 2. It says, They looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any who understood, dealt wisely, and sought after God, inquiring for and of him and requiring him of vital necessity. The word require, a vital necessity. This is what staying devoted is all about. It's about, it's about being, being, having a vital necessity. Go to the next one, Ron. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek and require the Lord as their indispensable necessity. An indispensable necessity. Indispensable is something that is an absolute necessity. Now go to Isaiah 55, I believe it is. Seek, inquire for, and require the Lord while he may be found. 
claiming him by necessity and by right. Staying devoted. In the world that we live in and everything that's going on around us, we need, between point A and point B, we need to be staying devoted. Now, through this series, we're going to talk about staying in him. We're going to talk about staying in grace. We're going to talk about staying in faith. We're going to talk about staying in the word. We're going to talk about staying in peace. We're going to talk about staying in joy. And we're going to talk about staying in the word. Amen. This is what we're going to be dealing with over the weeks to come. But we first need to get this thing under, under wraps, staying devoted. Why do we need to be staying devoted? First thing I want you to see why we need to stay devoted is because it's what we were created for. It's what we were created for. Go, go over a couple pages to Acts chapter 17. Say, thank God for the word. You see, you and I were, everything that God created was with a purpose, amen? In Isaiah, it says the earth was created to be inhabited. You know, sometimes the, the world thinks that, that uh, we were created for the earth. No, the earth was created for us. And he placed everything in it, every herb-bearing seed, right? It was created for us. And Isaiah says the earth was created to be inhabited, meaning it was created so, so someone could take of what it has. Everything God created has a purpose. He created Adam because he didn't want someone to dominate it. He wanted someone that he could have a relationship with. He created Eve with a purpose. So, 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 so man could now minister to his wife and wife could now minister back to the husband. But he created man, Ab and Eve, so they could fellowship together. Amen. That was the purpose on why you were created. You and I were created not just so we could, we could live, live, work, pay taxes, and then die at the end. No, we were created so we could have a relationship with the one who created us. That's why we're here. And, and so often, it's difficult in the fact that we're so, we're so we, we so pursue and so much pursuing our natural calling that we forget about our eternal calling. You know, we, we can pressure our kids. What are you going to do when you get out of school? Or, or what are you going to do? And we, we ask people all the time, what are we going to do here? Or what are we going to do there? How, how are we going to deal with this? And, and you're so worried about natural things that we forget what is our eternal call? What is our eternal purpose? See, if we deal and we can, we can operate in our eternal call, we'll discover our earthly call. See, in your eternal call, the only thing you'll ever do forever is worship. The only thing you'll ever do forever is worship. That is your eternal call. And I guarantee when you get a hold of worship and connecting to him, you will discover everything that God created you for. You know, I, I don't know how I got to where I am today. I have no idea. Naturally speaking. All I know is one day I finally made a decision and I dove in. I dove in and the next thing I know, I came up for air and here I am. Because I, I finally got to a place where I wasn't going to try to figure out my destiny on my own. I wasn't going to try to figure out my future, but I'm going to look and pursue the one who created me because he knows my purpose. He knows why he created me. And if I pursue him, he will show me and reveal to me everything he's called me to do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. 
Jesus says in John chapter 17, he says, this is life eternal, that you might know the one true living God, that you might know. That's not just having understanding of, it means that your life would be intermingled with. The word know is where we get our word intercourse from, that your life would be intermingled, that you would know that you would be intermingled with him. That's where you will find and experience true life. So why do we need to stay and be staying devoted? Because it's what we're created for. The Apostle Paul, let's read this. And Apostle Paul says in, in uh, let's see, verse 24. He's talking to the Greeks here in, in Athens and they're all arguing about gods and different things. And verse 24 says, the God who produced and formed the world and all things in it being Lord of heaven and earth. He says, he does not dwell in handmade shrines. Neither is he served by human hands as though he lacked anything. For it is he himself It is he himself who gives life and breath and all things to all people. And he made from him one common origin, one source, excuse me, one blood, all nations of men. Hallelujah. All nations. Doesn't matter what color you are, your background is. He made, hallelujah, one common origin, one source, one blood, all nations of men to settle on the face of the earth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. They're definitely determined. They're allotted periods of time and they're fixed boundaries of their habitation. Why? Verse 27, so that they should seek God. Why did he create man? This is what he's talking to the the Greeks of the day, the philosophers of the day. And he tells them, you you know what this is all about? You know why man was created? You're trying to discover how the, what the earth is like. You're trying to discover all these things by, by mental knowledge and philosophy. But I want you to know why you were created. It was so you could seek God. You were created to seek God. Why? In the hope that you might feel after him and find him, although he's not very far from each one of us. Why? For in him we live and move and have our being. Hallelujah. It's in him we live and move and have our being. Hallelujah. It's in him we live and move and have our being. How are you going to get through what you're going through? It's in him we live and move and have our being. How are you going to fulfill your purpose? It's in him you live and move and have your being. How are you going to get through this bad report? It's in him you live and move and have your being. How is God going to restore my family? It's him I live, I move, and I breathe, and, and I'm breathing. It's in him. It's in him. Hallelujah. So why do we need to be staying devoted? It's what we were created for. What's another reason why we need to stay devoted? Because it's, it's what marks our lives. Yes. Go to 1 John. 1 John. 1 John chapter 1. Hallelujah. 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. John's writing here, he says, we're writing about the word of life. Meaning you want to know about God? You want to know about life? Listen to what I've got to say. We're writing about the word of life in him who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard. Now listen, whom we have seen with our own eyes, whom we gazed upon and have touched with our own hands. What is John telling us? I I met Jesus. I I knew Jesus. And we just didn't hear about it, but we saw it. Verse two, and the life, an aspect of his being was revealed and made manifest and demonstrated. What what is he referring to here? He's referring to the Mount's transfiguration. When he took them up on the mountain 
And, and, and he said, there, they sat there and they looked and then Jesus' countenance changed. And the next thing you know, he's speaking to, he's speaking to Moses and he's speaking to Elijah. And all of a sudden it says, and they heard a voice that this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And they said, can't we build, how, can't we build some churches here? And, and then we, 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 we can make churches here. And they, they were missing the point. So this is what he's referring to. And that life was revealed and was made manifest. And we saw as eyewitnesses and testifying to and declare to you the life, the eternal life in him who already existed with the Father and who actually was made visible to us, his followers. Man, but verse three, listen to this. What we have seen and ourselves heard. Meaning we saw this and we heard this. You know what? We are also telling you. I'm telling you what I experienced. I, I, I'm, telling, I'm telling you what I experienced, Stuart. I, I, I want you to know what I experienced so that you too can realize and enjoy fellowship as partners and partakers with us. We want you to know his presence like we knew his presence. And I love in the Amplified here, it says, and this fellowship, and this fellowship that we have, which, which is a distinguishing mark of a Christian, is with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. Your fellowship with the Father is what marks you. What marks you is not the label you wear, but it's the person you pursue. What marks you is not how much money you have in the bank, but it's who you pursue. What will carry you to your purpose is staying in fellowship with him. Hallelujah. My last point this morning. Why do we need to stay devoted? Why do we need to be staying devoted? It's because it causes his promises to be fulfilled in our lives. Go to Deuteronomy 30, and I'll start to close with this. Deuteronomy 30. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Staying devoted. In the world that we're in, what do we do? We stay devoted. Constantly. While we're between point A and point B, as we're headed to our outcome, we're choosing to stay. Be staying devoted. We're staying devoted. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. Familiar scripture here, but I want you to see something. It says, I call heaven and earth to witness this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curses. Therefore, choose life, that you and your descendants may live. Meaning what I'm about to choose doesn't just affect me. But what I'm about to choose affects generations after me. See, your daily choices will affect your children and your children's children. See, too often we live in humanity in the day and age we live in, too many people are living strictly for self. But when you live strictly for self, you forget about generations after you. I need to take my life to another level than my parents did so my children can live at another level than I did. Now look, look at verse 20. 
So he gives them the choice, therefore choose life that you and your descendants may live, in verse 20, and, meaning he's not done talking here, and that you may love the Lord your God, now listen, obey his voice and cling to him. Cling to him. So what, what are we choosing here? I'm putting before you death and life, therefore choose life. What else am I to choose? That I'm going to love God, I'm going to obey his voice, and I'm going to cling to him. I'm going to cling to him. Hallelujah. I'm going to cling to him. Why do I need to cling, for, cling to him? The next, keep reading. Why? For he is your life, and he is the length of your days that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You see, Moses was sent to fulfill and obtain the land, the promised land. So they were gonna have to cling to him. Why were they gonna have to cling to him? So they would, have, they would know life, the length of days, and that they would fulfill the promise. See, you cling to him. Let's read this again. Cling to him, why? For he is your life, the length of your days, so that you may dwell in the land. See, when you cling to him, it will cause you to step into the promise that God has given. See, the promise was for God's people to obtain this land. What is your promise? See, your promise is the fulfillment of your purpose. And it's as you cling to him and as you stay devoted to him, I'm telling you, you will inherit your land. You will inherit the thing that God's called you to inherit. So staying devoted is what we're created for. It's what marks our lives. And it causes the promises of God to be fulfilled in our lives. But it comes down to a choice. Remember, I am am staying at Rick's house. It's a choice. So we're going between point A and point B, and you're on the middle of your journey. I'm staying. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but you know what? I'm I'm staying. I'm staying on this path. I'm staying on this course. I'm staying in faith. I'm going to stay in Him. I'm staying in peace, and I'm staying in joy. Staying devoted. It's a choice. I, I, I looked at it this way. I, it's making the decision this morning that we, we put a stake in the ground. Putting a stake in the ground. Meaning it doesn't matter what's going on in the world around me. I'm staying devoted. Doesn't matter what, what I'm seeing in the media. It doesn't matter what I see with my children right now, but I'm staying devoted. Because it's, it, as I'm staying devoted and I'm focusing on the eternal, I, he, he, he's gonna work out my temporary. As I stay focused on the eternal, he'll, ta- he'll take care of those temporary things. You know, it's kind of like what Moses said in, in Exodus chapter 33 and, and God wanted him to go into the promised land and, and what, it, what did Moses say? He goes, he goes, I'm not going unless you're going with me. That's right. I mean, I, if you're not going with us, God, I don't want to go. 
If you're not the one taking us up there, I don't want to be the, I don't want to go. I don't want to leave from here. How will I know that you're going to go with me? He says, my favor will go before you. What is Moses? He, Moses, he said, show me your glory. He said, show me your glory. What, what did God tell me? He said, there's a place beside me. There's a place beside me. And there you'll stand upon a rock. That's, that's, that, there's a place for you and I. There's that place. And that place is in him. That place is at his throne room to come boldly to the throne of grace. But you know what? You have to make that choice. You know what? I'm not going to allow the word, world to shake me. I'm not going to allow the world to shape me. I'm staying devoted. I'm staying devoted. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for your word this morning. And Father, as a church, as individuals, we put a stake in the ground. We're not going to allow the world to pressure us. We're not going to allow the world to, to, to consume our time, to consume our thoughts. We're, we're choosing to be devoted to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Everyone stand to your feet. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just heard this in my, in my spirit, man. He said it this way. He says, let my will, let my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We know that prayer that Jesus prayed. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But I heard this loud and clear in my spirit. He says, let my will be done on earth. Let my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let my will. Let my will. We're our biggest hindrances. Let his will be done in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands to him. Hallelujah. Putting a stake in the ground is making a quality decision. It's the decision of no return. Hallelujah. 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 Just sense in my heart, if you're here this morning and there's just almost been like a heaviness on you, and it's and it's not not a it's not a freeing heavy it's not like the glory type heaviness it's a it's a um, almost like something trying to keep you in a box. It's almost like the enemy has tried so much 
to keep you from breaking out of this box. And he's, he is, the, the, the torment is on you so strong. If that's you, I want you to make your way to the, to the altar. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. That is our heart, Father. That is our heart, Father. Oh, that's our heart, Father. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. Oh. Oh, Father, I'm staying devoted. Father, I'm staying focused on the eternal, not the natural. I'm focusing on my fellowship with you. As I cling to you, I thank you that you are the length of my days and you are the fulfillment of everything that you created me for. I thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, I just... Thank you for the Holy Spirit just sealing our hearts this morning with what we've heard today, the presence that we've been in. That today we're all making decisions. Be devoted. Hallelujah. That over these weeks to come, I'll just be like Barnabas, how he continually declared to them. Remain faithful. Cling to him. Mm. Hallelujah. Cleave to you. Hallelujah. Mm. So we prepare for the days ahead, Father. We don't look forward to with disgust or look forward to with discouragement, but we look forward to with faith, knowing that we'll stay fixed under the shadow of the Almighty. We thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah.